0: All right, here we go. Another episode of Inside the Mind of D. Scott. Definitely appreciate you listening. That's nice of you. There's so many different podcasts for you to be listening to. So if you happen to choose mine, I appreciate you. Uh, If you could, please share it with your friends, let your friends know about it. Tell them they can find it wherever they listen to their podcast, Inside the Mind of D. Scott. And while you're at it, if you got some friends that are into the paranormal, tell them to check out the Psychic on the Scene podcast that I'm involved in. Or if you have fans of professional wrestling in your life, the Undisputed podcast with Bobby Fish. I'm also a part of that. I'm one of the two Demi boys. On the podcast, not a bad deal. That one's a lot of fun, awesome episodes. We just had uh, Malachi Black, who is part of AEW right now. Uh, as I'm recording this episode of Inside the Mind of D. Scott later today, I'm actually going to be recording a new episode of the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish, and we're going to have Karrion Cross on there. So, a couple of uh, you know current professional wrestling superstars, on top of the fact that Bobby Fish is involved in it, who has made a name for himself in pro wrestling and uh, is a childhood friend of mine and grew up in the Capital Region where I grew up and Frank Ferrero is a part of that podcast as well. Definitely representing Colony High School in the Garnet and Gold, so not a bad deal. So what has happened since the last time I was in here yapping and yapping about God knows what I talk about on this show? Well, I will tell you what's happened. There is a new social media site, that is launched called Threads. I'm sure you are a part of it, as most people are. They're up to like, I want to say like 80 or 90 million subscribers already. And the, the the app has been out for like less than a week. Absolutely insane. Of course I joined it at D Scott Radio, if you want to check me out on there. Just another platform for us to share our thoughts and opinions. And and basically it's Twitter, is basically what it is. It's 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 Facebook or Instagram's version of Twitter, which Elon Musk is not happy about, and he's basically suing, not basically suing, he is suing, there is a lawsuit out against Threads already, and it was funny, because when I saw the app come out, and I was like, eh, whatever, you know, am I gonna join, I don't know if I will, or if I won't, and decided to do so, but it's kind of funny, because it's amazing, and, and I don't think it's anything uh we do consciously but it's like this herd mentality of us all joining this social media thing because it's a cool thing it, That it's basically it's new it's that new shiny toy so we all want one so we all want to be on there and it's literally just another platform for us to uh say things and that's it it's just another way for us to share our lives and it's kind of funny you know and i say herd mentality because that's basically what goes on if you think about it like everyone's like oh my god everybody's on this i need to be on it as well and i need to find out what it's all about and of course i did the same thing i'm not i'm not putting you down if you joined threads and the reason i say that is because like i said i joined it as well and it was not you know something where i was like i gotta do this it was more like i gotta do this you know it's especially with the job that i have and stuff like that the more platforms i'm on the more uh, opportunity i have to reach an audience, although 9 out of 10 times, it's the same audience because we're kind of all everywhere. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, Snapchat. We're on TikTok. We're on Threads now. We're on Snapchat. Did I say Snapchat already? I don't know. But, like, we're basically everywhere. That's it. We just want to share our lives. We want people to see what we have going on in our lives, I suppose, is if that's really why we're doing it. But it's just kind of funny how quickly... Everyone was like, I got to do this. But the lawsuit is kind of funny. The The lawsuit uh, is kind of like the rich guy going, man, you stole my stuff and copy and paste it. And the funny thing is, is especially with Elon Musk uh, being butthurt about you know threads, essentially being Twitter, is Elon Musk did not create or have anything to do with the creation of Twitter. Nothing. He had nothing to do with that. He just now owns it. That's it. It's not like it was his brainchild. Like Mark Zuckerberg and a few friends came up with Facebook, okay? And then they came up with Insta Well, they didn't even come up with Instagram. Instagram was bought out by Facebook, aka Meta. So, you know, it would be like, you know, putting out a TikTok t- TikTok thing and Zuckerberg being upset. Although I get it because of owning the rights to it now. So, you get you get mad, but Elon Musk had nothing to do with the creation or the design or the programming, or the code writing of Twitter. He had nothing to do with it whatsoever. He just now owns Twitter. And he's like, man, that's my thing. You can't have it too. You copy and pasted it. It's like the rich guy just throwing a hissy fit essentially is what it is. And I say all this and it's like, oh man, I hope he doesn't hear this and kick me off Twitter and, you know, the 17 people that uh, interact with me on Twitter will be upset that I get kicked off or frozen or whatever. But it's really what it is. It, it, it's kind of humorous. Um, but at the same time, I do get it since, you know, I, I guess I get it because he does own the rights to Twitter. But again, you know, you didn't you didn't design it, bro. It wasn't your brainchild. It, it's not your intellectual property. <laughs> like, you, you had nothing to do with it. You, you were the Tesla guy and you send people to space. Is he the one that sends people to space? Does he have a rocket ship? I think he does. I think he's the one that has a rocket ship and sends people. Whatever. Is he SpaceX? Is he? I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't really care. Uh, those guys are in a completely different world in reality than I'm in. But uh, yeah, so if you're on, if you're on Threads and you want to follow me, go ahead. D Scott Radio is uh, is where you can find me. I'll follow you back. Yeah, why not? Like we'll we'll share our ridiculous thoughts. And not only can we share our ridiculous thoughts on there, but also on Twitter. <laughs> Pardon me as I choke while recording. That that's exciting. Uh, and then. I'll share my thoughts on Facebook. It's all the same thing. Like, it was funny. The first day I was on threads, I was trying and trying and trying to come up with something to, to post, and I was like, oh, no. Am I out of ideas? Am I out of things to say? Like, I wanted it to be so interesting. And then I started reading the other threads. I was like, nothing else on here is, you know, groundbreaking, and holy cow, I can't believe they said that, or, wow, yeah, no, look at that. You had a great idea. It's basic. it's literally the same stuff we're just sharing everywhere else, so. D Scott radio is uh is me on threads new social media while it lasts i don't know how the lawsuit's going to go but it would be uh mind-blowing if that goes through and threads has to shut down or change its design although i did what i did like and i don't understand why especially now in 2023 why more social media platforms don't do this especially ones that are owned by a different you know they they have multiple social media platforms uh, I love the fact that Threads lets you import your stuff from Instagram. Like, why wasn't I able to do that before on, on different platforms, you know, and, and when I create this new one or I start a new account, I, I haven't created any social media platforms, but when I create a new account, why haven't I been able to import my followers before? It's kind of funny. It, I was like, that is an, that is an awesome idea. I don't have to go and find a bunch of people and, and like them. I, I'll just import it from my Instagram, and then all the people I like on Instagram, I now like on, or I follow on threads and, and vice versa. You know, people can just automatically follow you. So kind of cool, kind kind of kind of awesome. Although I did notice that I only have like 68 followers, I think, or so on threads. I could actually check that right now. Uh, let me open my account and see where I'm at, because on Instagram, I know I have more than I have 69 followers on Instagram or on on threads, but on Instagram, I have 1,106 followers. So obviously not every one of my uh, of my followers on Instagram has created a threads yet, or they just haven't realized that they have to like, you know, accept the invite or whatever it is to follow me. So. It, but I did I, I thoroughly enjoyed the idea I think it's a great idea of being able to import your stuff from a different platform into this new one so really when you're creating your uh, your bio and your account you don't have to come up with all that stuff you didn't have to write the bio you didn't have to do this you didn't have to it imported your profile picture it imported your bio it imported all your followers I, and I think that's cool I, I, I really do I think that was an awesome idea so uh, threads is where it's at now I guess uh, it'll take it a little bit for it to, you know, lose its gusto and for all the crazies to make their way there. But, you know, in the meantime, let's all just enjoy it and enjoy the uh, the fun stuff that's happening on Threads. What else is going on in the world? DJed a birthday party yesterday. It was 87 degrees, a little hot. You know, lost about eight pounds just setting up my equipment, which was, uh, w- which was a lot of fun. And then I had a great time actually DJing the birthday party. If you need a DJ for anything and you're local... Uh, It's dscottradio at yahoo.com. You can hit me up, dscottradio, D-S-C-O-T-T radio at yahoo.com. That's the email if you need a DJ for any occasion, weddings, special events, graduation parties, uh, anniversary parties, birthday parties, anything that you might need a DJ for, private events, uh, you know, uh, nonprofit events, whatever it may be. Uh, I can handle it all, D Scott Entertainment. Uh, it's D Radio at yahoo.com For now is the uh, is the email address I'm using until I get the website set up and and do all my bookings through that. But there you go. So DJed yesterday. Uh, and then I went to a comedy show. I saw Hannibal Burris last night at the Funny Bone here in Albany. <clears throat> I don't know if you know who Hannibal Burris is. He's been in some movies, uh, including Daddy's Home with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Will Ferrell. He plays the guy that just he was like there to fix stuff in Will Ferrell's house and ends up living with him and stuff like that. He's been on Comedy Central roasts and some other movies as well. He was uh, he was okay. Let's just put it that way. He was okay. I wasn't blown away by his set. I did laugh. It's not like I just sat there with a puss on my face like mmm, it sucks. He was funny at times, but uh, it was not. Uh, I don't know what I expected. Did I? I guess I expected him to just be like. Uh, hilarious the entire time, you know, just laughing and laughing. Like when I saw Joe Coy, I went and and I laughed for a good portion of his set. I saw um, Carrot Top in Vegas last summer and laughed for a good portion of his set. Like it was just funny from start to finish. Hannibal Burris was okay. I would recommend seeing him, and it was cool to see him because of the celebrity status that he has. So I can say, oh, no, I saw Hannibal Burris live, but it was not Bill Burr. You know, he was, he was not um, Burt Kreischer. He's not Tom Segura. Um, who, by the way, Segura's new, uh, his new Netflix special is fantastic. Segura is one of my favorites. Honestly, one of my, stand-up, one of my favorite stand-ups. Him, Bill Burr. Uh, I love Burt Kreischer. Uh, I love me some, uh, I'm trying to think. Who else? Joe Coy. Joe Coy is fantastic. Um, Joe Rogan's stand-up is actually really, really good as well. But Burris was was okay, one of the more mediocre shows. And it was funny, as we left, I had told my girlfriend, Tara, I was like, you know what happens every once in a while where you're, like, excited to see this this person because you think they're going to be hilarious, and then you get there, and the show is meh. And it's like, maybe it's because they're not full-time stand-up comics. You know, like a lot of these guys that uh, break, in, like Bill Burr. Bill Burr is a stand-up who has done movies or TV and stuff like that, and you go... Okay, so the transition that way is one thing, but when you, you cut your teeth as a stand-up comic and that's how you, you, you kind of, you know, make your name, I think is, is where it comes from and why they're a little bit funnier. Um, one of the other guys that I saw at Funny Bone who I was expecting to be hilarious and I had seen in years past on TV and stuff like that, like Def Comedy Jam and whatnot, was uh, Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson from uh, <clears throat> from In Living Color. He was fantastic. In in Living Color. And I saw him at the Funny Bone, and I was like, uh, 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 okay. Like, eh, okay. You know, it was just... I don't know what it was. I don't, I, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on what it... what it just wasn't great. You know what I mean? And, and it's disappointing when you get to see somebody like that, and you're like, oh, I get to see Tommy Davidson, and then you're like, Tommy Davidson was okay at stand-up, and it could have been an off night. That's really all it could have been. Like, you may have seen Tommy Davidson, or you may have seen Hannibal Burris and thought it was hilarious from start to finish. And you know, obviously with comedy being subjective, and I'm not saying anything bad about these people, and I don't mean any disrespect whatsoever. It's just my opinion on the time that I saw them on stage. You may have seen Bill Burr before and thought, oh, the set kind of sucked. You know, these guys do have off nights. Um which it very easily could have been that. And I'm I'm not a stand up comic. I've I've thought about getting into it, but I'm not one. So I don't, you know, it's just my own opinion on this because again, I've never done it. You know, it, it's kind of having someone listen to my radio show and be like, "Meh, that show was okay." Like, "Meh, whatever." And it's like, "Well, have you ever done this?" You know, I I'm on the radio every day and there are days where I come in and I'm in the studio and and I'm not fully feeling it, and I, you know, I don't feel like being creative, and I don't feel like being funny, or whatever, and it's kind of, you know, you do have those off days, and it's not that I don't feel like doing it, I just can't get there, you know, I mean, with the stand-up, it's written, uh, it's written bits, and it's a routine that they do, and they do that routine every single time, unless they're working on new material, obviously, but, you know, for the most part, when they're out on tour, and they're playing the clubs, and they're doing their shows, it's kind of the same thing every night, where the, r- the radio show, excuse me, is, uh, it's different every day. Like, I'm not going to come in here every day and say the same thing. That uh, would be ridiculous. Like, I'd be like, what are you doing? You're just regurgitating the same stuff. And because we talk social, you know, or uh, current events and stuff like that every now and then and things that are going on in pop culture, it's time sensitive. So me talking about something today and then talking about it in three days, it's kind of run its course and you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, I've already heard about this and maybe you're not really interested in hearing about it anymore. So while the comparison that I'm making here is somewhat uh, in the same ballpark as far as you know, not feeling it or being a quote-unquote entertainer, uh, their stuff is rehearsed and and done and you know polished. Where mine is just like every single day I come in here and it's it's something different. That that's that's pretty much what I'm getting at. But so Hannibal Burris, you know, if I'm doing a, a you know five star rating, two and a half stars for me, that, that was just for me. You could have been at the show last night and thought it was a four or five star performance. For me personally, it was about a two and a half star performance. So. It's unfortunate. I can say now, like I said, that I've seen him and uh, it was a good night. We had fun. You know, I went out with another. It was me and Tara and and, uh, a couple of friends, double date type night. And and we had a good time. And, and, you know, it was fun. But at the same time, the the entertainment was just two and a half stars worth of entertainment for me. That's that's just for me. Let's not get all out of control and crazy here, especially if you're a Hannibal Burris fan and you want to crucify me for this one. Um. So yeah, we're going into the all-star break with Major League Baseball. Not a great first half for the New York Yankees 49 and 41 going into the break I believe we got a game today against Chicago um hopefully we can we can win that and uh you know finish the first half of the season strong uh with a W, which would be fantastic and a series win yeah 49 and 41 they play the Cubs today and then they're off again until this upcoming Friday where they play the Rockies. so that's pretty awesome um. But yeah, I mean, you know, I've and I've talked at length about the Yankees in the first half that they had, and, and you never know what's going to happen here in the second half. Like, you look at last year's season, and I've said this on the pod before, you look at last year's first half, and it was amazing. And then they, they, they kind of crept into the playoffs, and they, they, they were limping. And uh, so the second half, all of a sudden, things could just work, and the bats could be on fire, and the pitching works, and we could rattle off a bunch of wins in the second half, which is kind of what I'm hoping for because right now we're not going to make the playoffs, which is uh, which is bad. I think if the Yankees miss the playoffs this year, there's going to be some office changes. There's going to be a new manager next season, I would say. I think Aaron Boone is uh, is basically managing for his job at this point, or I, I would like to think so because I think the front office should be looking at things the same way the fans are, like what are we doing? And obviously the changes, first things first, is you make those changes with with management and so I think Boone uh, if we miss the playoffs or or even if we you know make the the playoffs and lose in the first round or the wild card round um <clears throat> Boone is done I think Cashman might be on the chopping block as the general manager and uh you know so you, you never know um but we'll see what the well, I, and I don't want to you know I don't want to put the cart before the horse because I want to see what the second half of this season is Uh, holds for us I am an Aaron Boone fan I think he does a good job I think he makes some stupid mistakes now and then as all managers do but I think we're too heavy on the analytics and I you know that's that's what they want him to do it comes down from the front office where people you know get upset with Aaron Boone about what he's doing and it's like dude you do realize that he's doing what he's told okay he's he's managing the way he's told to do and the analytics is what they want to focus on so that's what they do. And and he's just doing the job that he is told to do. So we'll see what happens in the, uh, in the second half. I know, uh, they're saying Aaron judge will be back this season, which I think if he comes back, we stand a much better chance of making the playoffs. I don't know if we, I don't know if we make the playoffs without Aaron judge in the lineup and in the outfield. Um, Anthony Rizzo needs to get going. He's been not good since getting hurt. Anthony Volpe, however, um, having a great rookie season you know they 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 attribute it to his uh his chicken parm dinner that he had which i think is hilarious like it's such a weird you, if you were a baseball player you know anything about baseball there's a lot of superstition that goes into it and uh, i i played and i was superstitious when i played and it was like gotta wear the same socks or gotta do this i had four hits yesterday i gotta i gotta wear the same underwear i gotta wear the same socks i gotta do what i did yesterday eat the same meal um but he is he has really turned it around and uh Having a, he had a pretty decent first half for the uh, for the rookie that he is, which is awesome. And you know, there's a lot of pressure being the Yankee shortstop you know that ikf man ikf is my guy like i know my boy derek who will probably listen to the pod derek was on the ikf train early like when he came over he was he was preaching at ikf stuff last year he has proven this year that he is such a great utility player and uh just doing some fantastic stuff for the yankees a couple of hiccups in the outfield and you got to remember he's an infielder so he's you know, he's, he's trying to adjust to the outfield still and take some weird routes to balls and misplays or misjudges some things. But, um, you know, Oswaldo Cabrera, too, doing the same thing in the outfield. I've seen him make a couple of different mistakes in, in coming into – you know, he came in and the ball was bad. If, you, if you're an outfielder and you know anything about baseball, if you take a step in on a fly ball, you're, adjust, you're not catching that ball. Like, you're not going to be able to adjust – to get back on that ball. I've done it personally in the outfield where it's like you take a step or two in, you're like, Oh shit. And the next thing you know, you're you're not catching up to that and you're playing it off the fence or the wall in major league baseball cases. Uh, I didn't play major league baseball. So it was a fence. It was a chain link fence for me. Um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with the first half we had, but I'm also not ready to just, you know, kiss the season goodbye. A lot of baseball still left. It is only July. We play till October. So, a lot of baseball left. Let's see what the break does for these guys. Hopefully, we can uh, light a fire under their ass. There, it looks like a couple of days off for the guys. I mean, because they, we didn't have many guys picked for the uh, for the All Star game. Was it Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge? Where like last year, we had like four or five guys in the uh, in the All Star game. But um, we'll see what happens. That, that's pretty much my thoughts on on the Yankees and uh, the first half of the season which again you can go back to my earlier podcast last week the uh, episode before that whatever been talking a lot about Yankee baseball. That is pretty much it man I am uh, I am done for the day with this one. I'm gonna go home and chill out got a graduation party to go to and gotta get ready for the carrying uh, cross podcast that we're doing with the undisputed podcast. Again, I talked about it at the top of the podcast. I'll talk about them here, too. Aside from this podcast, I am also involved in the Psychic on the Scene podcast with Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons-Polito, also available wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, Uh, and the Undisputed podcast with Bobby Fish. Not only can you listen to the Undisputed podcast, all right, and we have some really, really awesome episodes for you to check out. Would love for you to go and listen to those, especially if you are a a combat sports fan. Person, if you love professional wrestling, if you love MMA and uh, UFC stuff, a lot of great episodes that we've had, a lot of awesome guests. Filthy Tom Lawler has been on a few different times. We've had Scotty Tuhati, Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, Eric Bischoff just recently, like I said, Malachi Black. We got Karrion Cross coming on, and that's going to be out relatively soon. We're working on some other guests, but not only can you listen to the podcast wherever you're listening to this one, you can also Watch the podcast. We do video episodes of the podcast, and I know a lot of people like to put their videos on YouTube. We're actually uh, signed with a streaming network called the Premier Streaming Network. You can watch our podcast on there. Premier Streaming Network. You got to subscribe to see the videos or to, to to watch the podcast. But in your subscription comes a bunch of other stuff, including some pretty awesome content. From a lot of professional wrestlers that you know now, but it's them in their early years. There is MJF stuff, there is Adam Cole stuff, there is AJ Styles stuff, um, Samoa Joe stuff. It's a lot of their early, early work when they were, you know, cutting their teeth on the come up and doing the indies and doing Ring of Honor when Ring of Honor was more of an indie promotion. So if you were a pro wrestler, pro wrestling fan, excuse me. Uh, Definitely check out the Premier Streaming Network. You you get the subscription. It's really not that much a month, and you get a a lot of awesome content on top of the fact that, like I said, the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish, myself, Frank Ferrero, is on there. On top of that, there's also the Million Dollar Man's Podcast, Rob Van Dam's Podcast is on there. Uh, The the Major Wrestling Pod is on there, which is Matt Cardona. He's on there as well. Um, So a lot of good stuff comes along with that subscription. So... There you go. That's it. Um, I, I'm gonna try to do one next week. Going on vacation and uh, going to Ocean City, Maryland, with the with, with my girlfriend and the family and uh, my 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 youngest daughter's mom and her stepmom. Uh, because we got nationals next week, so the dance studio thing is happening. Looking forward to it. Never been to Ocean City, Maryland, and I uh, can't wait to see my kid dance. But I should be able to record an episode on Saturday. So that's it. Uh, next week, that's what I'll be talking about. Going on vacation and getting ready for that um yeah like share subscribe do what you gotta do hit those buttons do the things okay thank you so much for listening talk to you soon